Well, I'm back one more time. Musical Chats with Danny. Danny Cassavant, that's me. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> life goes on, doesn't it? And uh, we're still all here. At least those who are listening and I'm talking. Um, today, or tonight, whatever time it is you might be listening, right now it's the evening for me, here in Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm going to talk a little bit about a development that happened. It sparked my uh, my memory around my rock and roll past and the history of um, rock and roll in Winnipeg, which is where I'm from, musically. I've been here since 83 in Vancouver, but I'm originally a Winnipeg guy. Started my career back there many years. I've, I've done other podcasts around this prior to this, and uh, you know you can always look back and see those things. But the reason I'm mentioning it right now is I was um, I was given an email uh, from an old uh, compatriot of mine, Graham Shaw. He's a great singer, songwriter, a composer guy that I played with uh, back in Winnipeg in the latter 70s. And periodically we would have reunions and stuff. I was in a band called the Sincere Serenaders with him. We had one album on Capitol Records, 1979. But anyway... Uh, Graham calls me, sends me a message, and says uh, he was just wanting to know whether or not I was interested. There was a guy that's writing a book and also going to be doing a documentary film on the history of uh, Winnipeg rock and roll, and I guess music in general, but mostly around rock and roll. But not just a factual thing, more about the individual experiences of the players and the singers and anybody sort of in and around that, I guess, probably, you know. But essentially about that 60s and 70s period, late 50s, you know, up to a certain extent. But really the 60s and the 70s into the 80s, early 80s, I'd imagine, mid-80s, whatever. Um, of course, I fit into that category of the 60s and 70s and leaving in 83, well, 82, sort of. Um, so I'm thinking, well, you know, this is interesting. Um, uh, Graham said he'd been interviewed because Graham has quite a personal history. As one can imagine, he was, uh, you know, just a little bit older than me, not much, a year and a half or something like that. But, you know, he was around, um, in the rock and roll days, just like I was in the early days in the sixties in Winnipeg. Um, the climate that, that, you know, that the, the guess who came out of, you know, the, uh, the gigs, you know, they were all the same gigs for everybody. They were the big boys, but Chad Allen, the expressions, the reflections, expressions, then the guess who. And, of course, Neil Young. You know, Neil Young sprung out of there with the Squires before he went on to further his career by going to Toronto, etc., and ending up in L.A. and, you know, Buffalo Springfield. And, of course, you know, part and parcel of the whole guess who thing is Burton Cummings. Um, you know, these are the these are the three really you know Randy Bachman, Burton Cummings, Neil Young. They're the three big famous guys. And of course, the Guess Who is the big band. You know, there's a lot of bands out of Winnipeg, right? I mean, really a lot of good ones. Uh, but the world famous Guess Who, of course. Now, the, the interesting thing about this thing that this guy is doing, I'm not even going to mention his name because it's in process. Um. His project is interesting in that he does not want to center at all 
uh, at all on on the big guys. You know the the Randy, the Burton, and the and the Neil. He is more interested in the experiences of those people who are, you know, really obscure, relatively speaking, you know, greatly obscure, relatively speaking, but who are an important part of the history, the music, the rich history of the rock and roll, and the and the other sort of related things, you know, country and you know whatever that came out. Winnipeg is just an incredible place historically in the in the 60s and 70s and into the 80s a huge number of great players and writers and um, you name it producers came out of there and some of them are still there i mean there's some amazing people and it's still growing i mean there's it's winnipeg's very vibrant um, but in any case uh so graham gives me this call and i'm thinking well this is interesting he said he had a really positive experience uh, with the guy being interviewed, he did a Zoom interview, as because the guy lives in Toronto, the guy who's doing this thing. He's originally a Winnipegger. He has quite a history in Winnipeg. He had a CBC jazz program at one point. He was uh, he worked in the, the number one record store there called Opus 69. Um, he also did some producing or uh, involved with jingles, you know, advertising work. Um, worked in a studio actually where I cut my teeth, Road Studio, and um, I don't know this guy really. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard his name, his name twigs a something, but can't say I really know this guy. But I figured, well, Graham had a good one, and you know, he's he actually thought of me, which I thought was quite quite an honor that he would think of me as being one of the guys that um, would be important in this book and this movie. Uh, as a resource at the very least, you know, I mean, I certainly know a lot of people <laughs> and I've been in a lot of musical situations prior to coming to Vancouver. I mean, I did a lot in Winnipeg. Um, it's, well, it's where I grew. It's where I developed and developed, uh, my skills, which I brought when I came here to Vancouver. So anyway, I figure... You know, I'm included, and there's some other names, you know, guys from the Guess Who, you know, that aren't Randy or Burton. <laughs> um, um, really, people I have great admiration for, and I've been lumped in, so I figured, well, sure, I'll do it. I'll give this guy a call, which I did, and connected up with him, and uh, was interviewed actually a couple of days ago. And it was really, really quite an interesting interview. The guy had done his research, like any good interviewer, he done his research on my history, and so he asked a lot of very, very good questions that, you know, of course he was learning from the things I was saying. It wasn't like he knew everything about me, but he had a generalized idea about a lot of the kind of the career trajectory, but there's so much behind what people see that's more of the prominent things you've done, like doing an album or doing a TV show or whatever, you know whatever all of those things are like more sort of in the public eye but how do you develop you know what was it like when you started that's really interested in that when he was talking to me he was really interested about you know what was your experience when you first started actually being in a band you know what was it what did it feel like what did it, you know what was it like to do your first gigs you know what was it like to do your first recordings you know all of these kind of things that are involved you know, I brought up some of the things, and he and he responded to them. You know, he would he would make 
questions that would lead me to bring out things. And it's a very dynamic interview. And I thought, man, this guy knows his stuff. You know, he's uh, He has quite a resume, actually, uh, you know, of films. And I think writing, I'm not too sure about the writing part, um, but I know in films, in documentary-type films, he's done a lot uh, over the uh, the decades. He actually moved to Toronto the same year that I moved to Vancouver, interestingly, both of us from Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> and apparently I talked to him in the 1994, I was doing, um, I was working for Randy Bachman. Um, I've talked about this before, but I was doing research and, uh, you know, business for Randy around his Guitar Archives record label, which was centered around uh, Lenny Bro, you know, the great jazz guitar player who you may or may not know, but was a big influence on, um, well, he was one of the greatest guitar players ever, uh, jazz guitar players. And, he was a big influence on Randy in his younger years, and he was a big influence on me. Um, we both actually um, hung out with him, you know, because he lived in Winnipeg. And anyway, I, at that point, I, I'd taken on this project that Randy had come up with, you know, this new record label, Guitar Archives, and centered on Lenny. And I, I ended up actually doing a lot of work. It lasted about three years, basically from 1993 to 1996. And CDs came out of it, and all sorts of stuff came out of it. You know, it's a big deal. It's a lot of work. But in that process, I actually got a hold of this guy, because as it turns out, oh, you know, one person leads to another. His name came up way back then, and uh, he had at that point he was involved in the record industry, uh, the retail record industry. So, you know, part of my gig was with Randy was you know seeking out ways of marketing these CDs and getting them into stores and uh, you know it was it was the old days before the internet kicked in <laughs> just on the edge of it actually um, but in any case I ended up speaking to this guy and of course I had no memory of that because I must have talked to I don't know a thousand people at least, I don't know how many all sorts of people but he mentioned it in the in the uh, in the uh, zoom interview he said Says you know you, you would maybe don't remember, but we actually had a conversation many 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 years ago. I says oh really? Because it turned out we knew a lot of similar people, like uh, uh, who you wouldn't know, but people like Glenn Hall, the great jazz musician, um, who I used to share a house with in Winnipeg. He knew Glenn really well. He knew Ian Gardner, who played with uh, uh, Cummings, and he played with uh, Moo Jaja, and you know these are guys I played with, right, and friends and whatever. So I'm thinking, wow, this is interesting, this connection. says, so how did we have this? He says, well, it was when you were doing the Lenny Bro project. And I, you got a hold of me. And I said, oh, that's so cool. He says, oh, that was a very pleasant conversation. He said, no. So we, you know, we actually basically hit it off really well. Like it was a very dynamic interview, lots of information, and it felt good. So I'm really pleased that I actually did this thing and got started with it. And in the process... Um, you know, I know a lot of people <laughs> in the in the rock and roll history and business because I'm old <laughs> and I was there. So I'm mentioning people that he doesn't really know who they are, and he said, "Oh no, you really want to know about this person?" And you you know, yeah, this guy and this guy, and he mentions other guys. And I said, "Oh yeah, I know him," and he says, "Yeah, but I have a hard time. I don't know how to find him." I says, "Well, look, I'll help you out. I don't mind." You know, I'll, I'll make some calls. And 
you know, I've done this kind of thing before. I mean, I did research for years for Randy, three years. Uh, you know, I know what you're up against. You know, you're developing your your um, research base. You know, you're working on the, the material that you're going to use for your book and, and for your film. You need to do your interviews and you need to do whatever you need to do. And I get what you're doing. And if I can be of some help, I think it's a great project. And I do think it's a great project. Um, you know, so many of the people that aren't famous, we just, you know, whatever. You know, there could be some really good writers, and there really are, really good players, really good producers, but they're not, they're not famous. And, and, you know, maybe that's the way it goes. It is the way it goes. Because it'd be really nice, you know, to see if this comes to fruition, that he does have this book and he does have this uh, documentary actually come to fruition, which I think he will, that... The names of these people will be in there, and not just the people that are alive, but, you know, talk about the history, you know, like people that, you know, that really made a difference. And uh, the Winnipeg music scene was, was uh, an amazing thing. And, you know, it's, it is, it still is, it's different. But that was a golden era, I'm sorry, you know, despite the fact that I'm kind of skewed by the fact that I was there. Um, it was some amazing stuff going on. It was uh, amazing. That's all I can say. There was just so much creativity and so much growth, so much work, so much support from the CBC. You know, they were a very big part of the whole thing. CBC really helped. You know, there was a guy named Marv Turhawk who's passed away, unfortunately, who needs to be mentioned in this book, who was behind it. So much of the live recordings and the studio stuff that we did and you know, actually really cultivated careers. It gave us, and also cash in our pockets, right? CBC money. There again, a different time. But um, the people behind the scenes, as well as the people who are the players, are really, really important. You know, uh, there again, you know, it's 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 an internal sort of thing. It's, it's not the, uh, I mean, people don't, people see shows, people listen to records. They, you know, it's why would they know anything about this stuff? There are people who read a lot, and hopefully they'll read this book. And they'll say, hey, you know, if you're interested in music history, uh, I'm going to be talking about this in the future because I think it's, uh, you know, as it develops. And hopefully it develops, and I kind of have faith that this thing is going to develop. And uh, I'm really, really pleased to be part of it. And, uh, you know, I'll be talking more about this stuff on... on uh, future podcast. So I'm hoping you enjoyed today or tonight, whatever it might be, wherever it is you are listening. I enjoy doing these podcasts. So I'm going to sign off right now. Danny Casvant, and I will see you the next time.